Chapter 23, Rescue at Hand Leaving the Island By Alan Eric, Frank D'Angelo, Reader Marjorie had heard the sound also, and came toward us. Suddenly she pointed toward the sea, uttering the exclamation, Look! We both turned and looked in the direction indicated. A boat was rounding the point, a real boat. There were men in it, four men. The boat shot around the point and began skirting the shore toward us. We saw that they were black men, dressed in rough but civilized garments. They were conversing among themselves, speaking in a tongue which we did not understand. Were they friends or foes? Stepping quickly into the house, we took our guns and waited behind the stockade, standing, so we could watch the boat. It had the appearance of a canoe, made of wood. Evidently, the black men had seen our house, as the canoe was turned toward the shore. She grounded in a few seconds and the men sprang ashore. They cautiously approached the boat shed, peered into it, and then came slowly toward the house. Beckoning Marjorie to remain out of sight, we grasped our guns and stepped boldly out, resolved to meet the emergency unhesitatingly, whatever it might be. To our surprise, the black men stopped with a shout of joy. One, a tall, fine-looking negro, stepped toward us and extended his hand to us. Forty Lord, Massa, who is you? How long you been here? I told him that I had been here many months, and that my two companions, pointing to Mr. Harborough and to Marjorie, who now came forward, had been here half as long. Then he told us a strange story, one which gave us great joy. He said that they were coming from their island to this one, to hunt turtles, at the great breeding place, which I had discovered on my first march to the mountain, and that while nearing the east coast of our island, a steamer came along, slowed down, and then stopped. Men on the steamer seemed to be looking at the island with glasses, and then the whistle of the steamer was blown. This was the late evening before. Presently the steamer started, and when it came up with the canoe, the captain asked me if there were any people living on the island. The black men answered in the negative, adding that none of the turtle hunters dared go far from the shore, for a terrible savage monster half man and half demon lurked in the forest. The captain told them he had seen a beacon on top of the mountain and that he believed someone was signaling for assistance. So he bargained with them to follow close along the shore, searching carefully in every cove, while the steamer followed slowly. The steamer anchored during the night, and the black men were taken on board. At daylight that morning, the black men continued along the shore in the canoe, the steamer following. As the canoe came in sight of the cove, they saw the wreck, and signaled back to the steamer, which had answered by a blast on her whistle. It was the sound of the steamer's whistle which we heard just before the boat appeared. In a few minutes, a large steamer came in sight from behind the point and anchored off the cove. A boat was immediately lowered and rowed swiftly ashore. A man in uniform sprang ashore and came hurriedly toward us, extending his hands which we eagerly grasped. He was the second officer of the Royal Mail Steamship, Dunmore Castle, from England, for West Indian and Colombian ports, went off the east coast of the island somewhat out of her course by reason of a heavy squall into which he had run a few hours before sighting the island, the first officer had seen my beacon and called the captain's attention to it. The rest had been related by the black men. My story is nearly told. We were transported on board the steamer with such of our belongings as we wished to take with us. The great weight of Marjorie's trunk called forth some remarks from the men who handled it, but we made some casual allusion to rare seashells and other curios and felt relieved when the trunk was on board. 
the Dunmore Castle proceeded to make her ports of call, during which we had to give a detailed account of our life and strange adventures on the island to the wandering passengers. We were landed at Kingston, Jamaica, from whence we proceeded by stage overland to Port Antonio on the northeast coast, where we embarked on the steamship Sama for Boston with fruit. I have nothing more of interest to relate, unless the reader may like to know that I see Marjorie every day still, and that her father visits us at least once each year, when we talk over and over again the incidents that I have in my humble way tried to relate. Finish. End of chapter 23, Boy Crusoe. Rescue at hand, leaving the island. Alan Eric, Frank D'Angelo Reader.